We are back with another episode of Oh Hey There. I'm Jason Aponte, joined by Leo Luna as always. Leo, it's game preview week. We made it. Preseason's done. No more completion percentage numbers. You know, we have our, our you know, little drama in, in 49ers world for some people. But there's always going to be that. We're still going to be talking football. How are you today? Yo, I'm great. I just came back from Guadalajara. So, you know, have, having a blast. That was my uh, preseason, like, right before kickoff trip. Subtle flex. Because I told wifey, like, yo, you know, we're not going anywhere unless it's to a 49ers game, whether it's on the road or at Levi. So let's get it out now. What I told my wife was, what errands need to be run? What do we need to do? Because I promise you, I promise you, I'm not available for any of it until February. So what are we doing? So yesterday I built the TV stand. I, uh, you know, moved around, did some some food shopping, things like that. Like, you know, I, I did all I could. This is it. It's out of my hands now is what I told her, basically. You know, like, obviously, my wife supports the 49ers and stuff, but she hates football season. She hates she knows I'm stuck on TV like like the glue, especially um, during the red zone. It's like Niners not even playing. Um, so. Right problem no exactly problem and i think that this is uh something that they've had to brace for summer's over it's been a nice summer we've done a lot of family things but now let the big dogs eat it's time to it's time to get to work man and that's what we're here for so look before we get into the game preview obviously make sure that you are rate reviewing subscribe to the channel so we can read it on here we did it last week i thought it was really fun really nice so make sure that you guys are subscribed to niners nation wherever you get your audio podcasts always now the Bears have a lot to say, but before we get into that, Albert Beer drops a report saying that he believes that Trey Lance was annoyed by Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. I do want to say that he did send a follow-up tweet saying, maybe I was a little presumptive with my words. Leo, what does any of that mean to you in terms of coming up with the story right before the season starts? One, he either didn't fact check it and now he feels a little misleading in his words or two 49ers could hit him up Trey Lance's agent could have hit him up or someone important in general could have hit him up and been like what the hell why are you posting this out there right before the season starts but yeah like i'm sure Trey Lance was annoyed i i, I would be annoyed too sure you could say Jimmy Garoppolo's your brother, your big bro. But it's like, how many times do you have to say it in an interview to make everybody believe you? You know, it, it's kind of like when you tell everyone like, oh, yeah, me and my girl, we're good. We're good. Like, no problem. Like, you know, we're good. We're we're at a good place right now. And then in reality, you know, you guys fighting every other day. Um, but it's just I, I find it very interesting. Do I believe there's some truth behind it? Yes. Do I believe it's like Trey Lance is, you know, completely like, yo, what the hell? Like, feel like he got backstabbed? No, I don't think it's that far. Here's the part where I could find it a little believable. And then, of course, I'm going to push back and say that I'm not necessarily going to believe it just because of the way that he walked it back. But I remember a press conference where Trey Lance was asked about Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy wasn't even there. And it was still under the time where we all believed that he wasn't going to be there. And. Trey said something to the effect of, 
I, I can't wait for you guys to stop asking me. And it, it came off a little snarky. I was like, okay, you know, like it, it's it's good that you're, you know, leading with emotion and not going over the top, anything like that. So in that way, when you compare it to those comments, it does sound like he could have been annoyed, but I don't think he was at all, right? And I think that Albert Breer walking it back in that tweet saying, well, I might have been a little presumptive, uh, like then don't put it out there. Then don't put yeah. it out there unless you're sure. So, yeah, for me, again, this is another classic case of the national media doing what they can to stir up the hornet's nest that is the 49ers fan base. And I think they <laughs> buckle up. It's not going to stop, especially during the season. If Trey Lance has one or two bad series or has a throw that that isn't as good as other throws, it's all of a sudden going to start to come into that. So I just say brace yourself for this. Albert Breer has, has done a lot, and I, I respect him a lot. So I'm not trying to make this like, you know, Facts. you know, me, me yep. thing on him or anything like that. It's not like that. It's more about this one doesn't feel like it has legs. Like Albert Breer has done a lot of the dirty work. Well, no, I thought it was Jeremy Fowler, actually, for, for Debo Samuel. But Albert Breer has done a lot of reporting that's been very fair, and, and I have no issue with it. But this one just doesn't add up unless – those quotes that Trey Lance said in that press conference uh, came to fruition a, a little bit earlier, but I, I just can't see a kid with his temperament at least letting somebody know that he's annoyed, you know, but like maybe he might be like you said, Leo, like he could be, maybe he's just like, Oh God, not this again. Not even because it's Jimmy Garoppolo could have just been because it was anyone, but to tell somebody and have someone know for sure. I doubt that part. That's the part that I'm going to doubt. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why I'm, I say like, yeah, he's he's probably, you know, was instant reaction annoyed, but a guy like Trey Lance's temperament probably just got over it in a quickness um, where he probably got annoyed is 49ers didn't give him an option to like give his opinion. It was it was more so, hey, we're going to do this. Um, how do you feel about that? We're doing this. Um, I kind of compared it as to to where. Trey Lance is the kid and and John and Kyle are the parents and hey we're having this for dinner um and didn't really give him an option Th that plate gets on the table and Trey Lance is like Ugh, I, I gotta have pork chops again meatloaf again? again come on mom and, and then you know what he ate it stomach's full he's probably good now um, so I, I kind of compare it to that, that situation. The biggest thing for Trey is like control what you control. If he goes out there and plays good football, then there's nothing to be, you know, annoyed about because Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to ride the pie. And I think that another thing is, is that he's already been alerted to everything that he knows that he's going to be fine. And then, you know, Jimmy's not going to kick up any, any sort of controversy himself no. or anything like that. That's going to come from the outside. And I think he's been assured all that. And yeah, you know, if it was anybody else, maybe you're annoyed, but it is Jimmy. So yeah, I, I would put this, I would file this under a non story. Leo, aside from national reporters, the bears seem like they have a lot to say. Um, so weird for a team. You know, I don't know if it's, just the fan base i thought it was just the fan base let's just say that the fan base that is super optimistic puffing their chest out got a lot to be excited about but they're talking crazy on 49ers fans and on the 49ers and even the most staunch 49er fan at a certain time would say you know what this roster is not built to compete the bears roster is not built to compete but their fans are talking like this one's in the bag for them. Their players are talking about 
revenge. So Darnell Mooney comes to the podium, I believe, at a press conference and says that he knows that Justin Fields wants to make the 49ers pay. Famous last words of another quarterback that was passed on by the 49ers. Now, sure, Aaron Rodgers, if he would have been the 49ers quarterback, the 49ers probably would have a Super Bowl in there. And yeah. Aaron Rodgers is probably the best natural thrower of the football that the game's probably ever seen. Oh, and yeah, back-to-back MVPs, right? But Justin Fields says that he has revenge on his mind. Words from Darno Mooney. Instant reaction to that, Leo. Stay in your lane. Like, stay in your lane. Darnell Mooney, sure, you're on the rise, but in terms of the NFL, you have done nothing yet. Justin Fields, sure, you know, that was the guy I originally wanted at, at number three. You haven't done nothing yet. Jalen Johnson, cornerback of the Bears, you've done nothing yet. Um, the Bears fans, y'all know you haven't done nothing yet. Um, it, it's just, it's week one talk. That That's what it is. Like everyone, you know, they're, they're feeling themselves week one. They're hearing reports about so-and-so looking at camp. Um, Dante Pettis looking amazing. See the wide receiver three of the Chicago Bears? Um, I'm just joking there. But it's just like everyone feel themselves week one. Lions fans felt the same thing week one last year, and they got smacked in the mouth. Now, I think this is going to be a little more competitive than the Lions for sure just because of the, the quarterback position. I think Justin Fields is more of a playmaker than a Jared Goff. But looking at last year, Justin Fields had one of his best games on the season. I'd say the best game. 49ers offense was struggling, and the Bears still lost by 11 points. So it's just um, just stay in your lane if you're the Chicago Bears at this point. And look, you know me. I love a good revenge game. But this isn't a revenge game. You no. have to actually have played for the team. There's two revenge games on the on deck right now. Deshaun Gibson and Dante Pettis. That's revenge games. But in terms of Justin Fields, yes, staunch, staunch, staunch uh, supporter of him at three for me. And everybody knows that. Definitely wanted him at three. I like what I've seen in preseason. And you know what? I don't mind him having a chip on his shoulder because what if he was alerted that he was the pick at three? Then all of a sudden he got blindsided. We got reports uh, also that, you know, Kyle Shanahan was bullied out of his pick. So who knows, right? Uh, I'm rolling my eyes through audio if you guys don't uh don't catch that but yeah I, I don't have a problem with it in terms of his him having a chip on his shoulder if if i'm somebody and i am somebody who's very competitive you know we could be friends but if you choose somebody over me i'm gonna say bet i remember i'm petty on twitter with replies i'm petty when someone says bookmark this tweet and come back to it i save the tweet and i remember it and i come back to it if I'm that petty, imagine how petty I would be if I was an athlete and a team passed over me. And I don't mind it. Now, the problem is you want to get revenge, but you want to get revenge on a top two defense, three defense? Yeah, for sure. Okay. But Justin Fields did have his best game last year. He did. The only other game that I could see that he might have been better was the Pittsburgh game on Monday night where he made some of the best throws off off balance off platform, on the run, down the field. he That was probably his best game against the best defense. That, no, 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 the 49ers are the best defense he faced. But those two games right there. And you could tell last year he was a little bit motivated. So I definitely believe this one. 
He felt a little bit more motivated. He wanted to play well. And I don't have a problem with it. My, my problem is, is with the fan base saying, the 40, uh, the Bears fan base saying, ah, oh, well, you know, we, y'all not like that. Or or someone doing a a roster, you know, comparison and saying oh, they have a better running back room, they have better wide. It's just oh, like, no. what are we doing, guys? So I, I'm not necessarily mad at anything that he has to say, and I, and I feel him for this. But, you know, the fans got to reel it back just a little bit, man. Just be realistic with yourself. Everybody's optimistic. But come on, let's just be realistic now. It's week one. Everyone right. thinks they got a shot at playoffs. Everyone thinks they got a shot at wild card division. Um, but, you know, reality is going to hit sooner than than some fan bases. And I think Bears would be that one uh, one fan base that gets hit sooner than, than others that say, hey, you're not making playoffs this year. Try again next season. Now, I think that's going to be for it for the Chicago Bears. Like I said, I, I don't expect the 49ers to go into Chicago and just completely walk them. But their roster is so much better than Chicago. Justin Fields is going to have a similar ending as Aaron Rodgers in terms of revenge games. Woo, cooked them. Okay, speaking of Jalen Johnson, Bears cornerback, he said he's a young guy on Trey Lance. He's a young guy, definitely has a strong arm. He can hurt us in the run game, but he's still got to prove himself to me. Now, look, 49er fans are going to get upset by that. He's got to prove himself to me. I don't think you should be because he's not necessarily wrong. Not only does he have to prove it to Jalen Johnson, he's got to prove it to the NFL world. And I think that's what everybody's anticipating and is, and is excited about. This quote doesn't necessarily bother me in the way that it's probably going to bother 49er fans. Would you say that, Leo? Yeah, of course it's going to bother 49ers fan. It's, it's, dog, who are you? Try and kind of prove himself to you. Like, yeah, you were a nice prospect, second-round pick out of Utah. Had a couple of good games, a couple of not-so-good games, but, like, who are you? Like, Trey does not need to, to show you anything, dude. It's it's not about you. It's about Trey Lance. So when you hear guys like Jalen Johnson, who's not even a fringe pro bowler, saying, he's got to prove himself to me. No, he does not. You are nobody that Trey needs to prove himself to. He just needs to go out there and, and be him. And uh, and I think if Jalen Johnson's in the wrong matchup on Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel, Trey's definitely going to prove himself to Jalen Johnson. Now you got me fired up because I said it was a, it was no big deal or anything like that. But yeah, man, cook that cornerback. Don't let him say that about our quarterback. <laughs> it seems like the Bears, while this is game week, their coaching staff, their players, obviously they have to be talking 49ers. 49ers are on the brain. They don't live rent-free, right? Like, that's not that's not what's happening here. They play week one. Yeah. But Coach Matt Eberflus says no one really knows how the 49ers will use Trey Lance. And I want to read a direct quote real quick because someone asked him how much last year's game actually helps them prepare for this year's game. And Eberflus said, You're projecting a little bit. You have to project of, of how they're going to use the young man and, and where they're going to use him in their offense. You know, we certainly have a, an idea of what this offense looks like, um, but uh, you know how they're going to use him, no one really knows. So you got to really, you know, use your rules and you know have your calls and, and make sure you're sound in what you're doing. See, if you read just the headline of this, and it's on PFT, Matt Aberflus, no one knows how the 49ers will use Trey Lance. Let's say you read that and you didn't read the article. Leo, would you think that that was a bad quote or something that was negative? 
I don't think necessarily so because when he says you don't know how the 49ers are going to use Trey Lance, like, what does he mean by that? Does he mean that they're going to just, he doesn't know if they're going to run a ton of R- RPOs, that he's going to do a ton of, you know, sit in the pocket? Is he going to get 12 carries a game? I think that's more so like he doesn't know how the, or anybody knows how they're going to use Trey Lance because it's basically two different game, two different game styles last season between the Arizona Cardinals and the Houston Texans, completely two different game styles. So um, I think that's what he just means by that. And you should also think advantage 49ers. If their head coach that's supposed to be a defensive wizard has no idea how they're going to use Trey Lance, they should be advantage 49ers at that point. Yeah, and Eberflus actually had a chance last year to go against the 49ers, if anybody remembered or pushed away that rain game against the Indianapolis Colts. Eberflus was actually there. But I think he does make a really good point about how that game doesn't really correlate to this game because of the quarterbacks. And I I didn't really see anything wrong with it. I mean, even when I read the headline, I was just like, that's pretty matter of fact. Nothing really about it is an opinion or anything that's really divisive or should have people up in arms. But you know how 49ers fans are. They're going to read that and say, oh, my God, the disrespect continues. Eh, I don't really think he was disrespecting. I think that was matter-of-fact stuff. But, yeah, in terms of this game, yeah, it is almost like a completely different game. That that last game doesn't really matter, although the quarterback ran in two touchdowns. That's where Jimmy Wheels was born, um, if you guys remember that game. Uh, look at Leo. He's, like, shaking his head. You can't, you cannot deny it. I mean, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was halfway through getting replaced in that game, and he said, oh, wait, they want me to run the ball because they want a mobile quarterback. And boom, oh, that's what he did. Hey, no hey, man. Hey, hey. Yes, man. What do you want? What do you want me to say, man? Two rushing touchdowns. That'll show. That'll show you. You want a mobile quarterback? I'm that. I'm him. But yeah, it is going to be something completely different. And I think the one thing that they probably can take away from this, and I think that everybody knows, is that the 49ers are going to run the ball a ton in this game, a lot, and they will all season. I, I could see 30, 35 easily. They want to keep him down in the 18 to 20 range. I, I think that's probably perfect world stuff for the 49ers, because if Trey Lance has only thrown the ball 18 to 20 times, 49ers have won the game pretty handily. And I think that's really going to be a good sign. So that's the one thing you can point to, obviously, is that they're going to run the hell out of the ball. But other than that, things are going to be completely different in terms of how you defend them, how he defended them when he was with Indianapolis, how he's going to choose to defend them now with the Bears. So, yeah, I, I think it's that sort of confusion right there that you're getting, well, we don't know how they're going to use him, is what has everyone excited and should make you excited. Is because this is the stuff that I was talking about with Lamar Jackson. And again, we can correlate it to Trey Lance. Defensive coordinators are going to be sitting up at night trying to figure out how to slow this kid down. They're not sitting there just like, man, we can't slow this offense down. They're like, man, what is Trey Lance going to do to me? What is Lamar Jackson going to do to me to, like next week? Like, those are the type of problems that you want to create for defensive coordinators. So good good first step in week one to hear that, especially when Trey has, doesn't really have too much on tape. I did write an article about on Niners Nation about um, some of the changes that they have for Trey Lance and they've used for him in the Shanahan offense. So you should take a look at that if you want to see some subtle stuff that they've been implementing just for Trey. But, yeah, I didn't really have a problem too much with uh, Everfliss and what he had to say here. Absolutely not. And like you said, it's it's – He's going to keep defensive coordinators up at night. That's what you want out of the quarterback position. You don't want to hear defensive coordinators to be like, we know exactly what Trey Lance is going to be doing against us. Okay, what if, we have what, the blueprint. What if they ask Everflow, like, what do you think about Trey Lance? Meh. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's got to prove himself to me. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Leo. 20 minutes in. What everybody's here for. This is it, man. Game preview week. We got. We might even make a prediction on here so you guys can call us bozos Ooh. after if it doesn't come through. But, Leo, some of the things that you're looking for in this game, some of the things that are advantages, even for the Bears, some of the things that you're a little bit worried about. I, I do remember last year Justin Fields running all over the field. That was something that's a little bit of a concern because the 49ers had had issues with mobile quarterbacks. I think they cleaned that up largely last year. Uh, after it was it was after the first Kyler Murray game that I actually felt okay. I think they're kind of past this, and then boom, Justin Fields does that on Halloween. But what are you necessarily concerned about, or what are you keeping an eye out for in this game? I'm gonna keep an eye out for the passing game, um, because I I think the running game is going to be a constant. The defense is going to be a constant. Uh, how the 49ers air it out, and how effective they are airing it out. I think that's going to be a key to this game. Um, so I, I know Trey is kind of a guy that gets you know, that gets better, smoother, the more attempts, the longer the game goes along, similar to Houston. Once he got comfortable, he just took that game over. Uh, and, and I see a similar situation that can happen in Chicago because it is a week one game. It's not a, a week 10 or 11 12 it's a week one game uh so very interested in the passing game what's going to be the concepts that are going to be ran how like how many targets design targets for brandon Ayuk? because remember his last game again a preseason game against the houston texans he had no uh design plays to brandon Ayuk. the only target brandon Ayuk got was one that bounced on the ground in a scramble drew um, so we know Ayuk was him in training camp. So I expect design plays to Brandon Ayuk. How is Debo utilized in in the passing game as well? Considering he was what on his way to being a top two receiving yards leader before he switched to running back. So I'm very interested to see how they come out to open the season in terms of the passing game. Yeah, and look again. This isn't taking the Bears lightly. This isn't overlooking the Bears. But this is a perfect week one scenario for the 49ers. Better roster, better coaching. Doesn't matter if the quarterback plays better than the other quarterback, but you have you have this game in your hands. And again, if Trey Lance throws the ball 18 or 20 times, the 49ers have won this game walking away. And I think that's best case scenario for everybody. This is a soft landing for them. This is a way for them to get going, start to implement things, start to see it, put things on tape so they can improve on those certain things. So I'm interested to see what happens with Robert Quinn, all pro last year. Um, yeah. But Trey, Trent Williams had his way with him last year. You know, Roquan Smith is there. They did lose Khalil Mack. Secondary is pretty good, actually. You know, like, I'm not going to lie about that. But on the flip side, you know, the Bears, no disrespect. I love Darnell Mooney. I've been drafting him everywhere in fantasy drafts as, like, my wide receiver two and three. And I'm, I'm ecstatic because he's going to get 175, 80 targets because there's not yep. many other guys that they're going to have to throw the ball to. But Cole Komet is somebody who I'm interested to see how they cover just because we have two safety options now that we're not familiar with at this point, Hufanga, and it's going to be probably George Odom. And, you know, Ward and Mosley are going to be fine where, wherever they have to go. Uh, you know, whether one of them is going to be covering Mooney, the other is going to be covering, you know, whoever it is, Byron Pringle, you know, the uh, who's the other one? It's um, 
the young man, uh, Equinamia St. Brown and Dante Pettis. Yep. It's like the it's like the cream of the wide receiver four crop is the rest of the guys after them, right? And um, Velas Jones was, was who you were thinking of. Velas Jones, no, Velas Jones is the everybody. Everybody always says he's too old to break out, like like he's forty five years old. The kid's twenty six, man. Like it's like calm down, right? Like everybody yeah. everybody assumes that all of a sudden because he's twenty six and he joined the league, he's gonna play like a forty five year old, and I find that hilarious, but. Yeah, I, I've heard we've heard whispers about, you know, in Bears camp that David Montgomery is not exactly picking up the offense or or moving with this new offense as well as Khalil Herbert is. So I'm interested to see if this run defense, which only allowed 100 yards in four games, I believe, which is the fifth best in the league last year. I'm interested to see if they can continue their dominance. I don't see why they wouldn't, especially with Eric Armstead playing. Javon Kinlaw is going to be healthy. It looks like this defensive line it looks like the 49ers are largely going to be healthy coming into this game aside from Jimmy Ward on defense. So this is a perfect landing spot for them. This is not disrespecting the Bears in any way, but the 49ers should win this game and they should win it with the, the easy way, running the ball, out coaching guys and, and playing good defense. And I don't think that there's any reason to overcomplicate that. And it's a good landing spot for the kid. Oh, for sure. Um, I think the run, the run game is a big one that you hit on. Uh, because the 49ers don't have DJ Jones there in the middle, and he was a big piece of that. But Armstead, like, I I know some people looked at that Houston's game and saw Damian Pierce just go off in chunks. But it's like, yo, like, Kinlaw wasn't in there. Eric Armstead wasn't in there. It, it's the second team unit. Yes, I understand second team unit does get some reps. But let's not act like the second un- team unit is playing 100% of the interior defensive line. No, Kinlaw is going to be there. Armstead's going to be there. And preseason isn't always what you get in the regular season. Didn't the the Detroit Lions go 4-0 in the preseason and then 0-16 in the regular season? So it's like, that's not always what you get. Um, but yeah, I, I the Cole Komet, I like that one as well. Because we know Jimmy Ward is a monster in covering tight ends and shutting them down. Um, and now it's kind of like, is Cole Komet going to be a guy in this game? Is he going to be one that annoys us like Jimmy Graham has in the past? Um, I don't think so, but it's something to keep an eye on. A lot of the offensive line issues can be combated with the way that Justin Fields gets the ball out quickly. They've designed a bunch of outlets really quickly. If there's pressure up in his face, there's a quick throw to, to commit there, or he can take off with his legs. That is really going to be another thing that I'm going to look for. Can you? Can we get off on the right foot here, stopping running quarterbacks, keeping him in the pocket, making Justin Fields beat you from the pocket? I think that when you see him roll out is when you see him sometimes play play better out of structure certain times, right? But what I watched in that Seattle game, because I didn't watch the, the, the final – that wasn't their final game, I don't believe. But in the Seattle game, they didn't necessarily have pressure. I thought that the, like, the line was doing fine and you only get two seconds. But there was always somebody who – if they see that the pressure is getting there. It would be commit somebody like that. They, they get off a block quick and they turn. So they have a quick outlet. You know, Justin Fields can adjust his arm angle, get that ball to him. He's taking a lot of things in the flat. He's going to take his shots in the end zone, especially the Mooney or down the field. Mooney is where it's going to be at. That connection is, is valid. So it's going to be interesting to see if the 49ers can force Justin Fields to beat them from the pocket and not allow him to run wild like they did last year. And that defense was very, very good. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can get off on the right foot when it comes to holding down a mobile quarterback. One thing I'll say, though, is don't don't 
be I'm I'm speaking to the general public. Uh, general listeners, don't be the fan that goes, oh my God, the 49ers can't stop a running quarterback. Again, it's no defense. Every defense struggles against a running quarterback. It's not like it's just a 49ers thing. That's what enhances the potential of Trey Lance because he could become one of those guys. So if Justin Fields goes out there and, and converts to the third and 12 with his legs, yes, be pissed. But don't say the defense can't stop a running quarterback because it is very rare that you just don't see a team known to be stopping running quarterbacks. It's it's not a thing. I tr- trust me, it's not a thing. And it's not as simple as all that, right? Like, oh my god, like why are you letting him run out? Yeah, you know we're trying. You know, I would love, I, yeah. I would love for somebody uh, to get to the podium and say, "Yeah, we tried. We tried a lot, actually." <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not like they they want this thing to happen. But uh, yeah, I find that really funny as well too. What do you say, before we get to our predictions real quick, what do you say we go through some of the lines on this game, some props, some things like that? Yeah, what do you let's say? do it. Let's okay, do it. cool. So the 49ers are playing the Chicago Bears, and they are currently six-and-a-half-point favorites. What do you think about that one? I'm taking the 49ers to cover on that one. They won by 11 last year, and they – Looked like crap in the first half. So give me the 49ers. Give me the 49ers. Okay. And then over under 41 and a half. It's week one. I'm going to take the over. 41 and a half is not that very many points. It, it gets covered if what? It's a 27 to 17 game. So give me the over. All right. Real quick. Let's do some over under props and look, you're getting you're getting some some nice little advice from us, okay? Trey Lance, 253 and a half total yards over under. Total yard. Ooh, ah. Under. Okay. Under. I I think it's going to be a lot of pounding the rock to where Trey doesn't necessarily get the opportunity to to hit that over there. Okay, 26 and a half passing attempts. Under. Under, I think so as well, too. 212 and a half passing yards. If I'm saying under, then this has got to be under as well. Right, because if it's 253 total yards and he throws for 212, you're smashing the over on the 253. Like, yeah. because he's going to have more than 40 yards rushing. I'm I'm pretty certain. I'm fairly certain, right? Okay, Debo Samuel, 89 and a half rushing and receiving yards over under. Um, I'm going to say under because, you know, I, I I like the development of Ayuk and what he's turned on to the season. George Kittle, you got to get him involved. And if the 49ers are running away with this thing, Debo Samuel doesn't, he's not going to be utilized much in the passing game and he's not going to be utilized much in the running game, at least not come week one. Okay. Brendan Ayuk, 48 and a half receiving yards over, over. smash the over. over on that yeah. one. That's probably your easiest pick. I, yep. I think out of all of these. Yep. All right. Enough with that. That was pretty good. I like that. Maybe we should do like a little betting segment where we talk about like the the props over and under and things like that. Hey, yo, I'm with it. I, I like, like it. That. But 32 minutes in, it's time. Everybody wants to know prediction for 49ers Bears. We went in depth. We talked crazy. We learned about what guys are afraid of, what they like to eat. This is how we come to these conclusions, guys. <laughs> this is how we have prepared for this. Leo, 49ers Bears, how does it end up in week one? I'm actually going to go with a score of 
seven to sixteen. I wow. know it's kind of like, oh, the 49ers won by eleven in Chicago last year. Now they're going to win by eleven again this year. No, it's not about that. I, I think the Bears will have the opportunity to get in the end zone, but it's just going to happen once. I think they only convert once on this defense and probably get stuck with three other field goals. Um, Trey Lance in the offense. I, I, I think they could get the ball moving. Maybe get stopped for a couple field goals first, but they'll find their way in the end zone three times. That's how I look I'm going to say I hate you because you said my score, but 27-13 is what I'll say. And, yeah, I don't really see the Bears offense really doing too much in terms of moving the ball up and down. I think last year was a little bit of a surprise. I think this year the defense is healthy. They've got better corners. I don't think that they're going to let that happen. And, you know, for the safety concerns, they don't really have guys that are going to test them. They're going to be able to cover them with one-on-one with their guys. It, it shouldn't be a problem. This is a soft landing spot. Yeah, give me the Niners. 27 to 13 i've got them winning by 14 points in soldier field week one 49ers win and 49ers land will be happy for a small time for a few for a few minutes i'd say for yeah for a few minutes you know it's a week by week thing it's a i don't honestly a hour by hour thing. i was about to say we it might be minute by minute man at this point like i've got you know you can see people swing on twitter so quickly like i can't wait to see this team oh my god this team is terrible i'm like dude these tweets are two minutes apart my goodness like what happened just now in two minutes that i switched all that stuff around but hey such as like being a 49er fan and being on 49ers twitter i wouldn't have it any other way especially going into this season with super high expectations for the kid this is going to be an incredible season best one yet in my opinion just because of all the subplots and everything that's going on one thing's for sure leo no matter what 49ers make it interesting doesn't matter what's going on with them it's going to be interesting so yeah i think we should wrap it up here uh thank you leo for doing this so early in the morning i mean like it's not even it's 6 43 where you're at right now like this is this man is working hey you know what we gotta we gotta keep the lights on somehow you know, I'm tired of having ramen noodles for, for dinner. So got to do what we got to do, baby. Yeah. And I'm recording in my walk-in closet. This is uncomfortable. But you know what? We got to work. Like, we have to do it this way. We have to work. Leo's doing this early on the West Coast. I am scrunched up in my walk-in, cl- walk-in closet with my daughter's stool from her vanity and just my microphone. And I'm just... You know, it's better acoustics. It sounds better in here, but we have to work because it is time for the season. So excited to get this going. First time that we're going to be doing this during the season. Expect game reviews, game previews going forward. Shout out to everybody who has liked, uh, subscribed, all of those things, rate, reviewed, all of uh, all of that with Niners Nation. Any way that you get your audio podcast, make sure you leave your five star reviews so we can read them on here. Make sure you follow Leo Luna 93 on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow me at Jason Aponte 2103 on Twitter. For the first time, not the last time, Leo. Let's go, Niners, man. Week one, let's go. Let's go hunting for some bears, baby. Let's do it.